welcome to the third episode of WA This Week. Uh, another interesting week in Parliament and another week of uh, demonstrating that this Labor government is really not fit for the job uh, that they were elected to. Uh, I just want to start off um, first to discuss the outcomes this week of the independent report into the, the tragic death of Ashwarya Ashwath uh, in Perth Children's Hospital. Um, and, and first of all, I just want to uh, once again express my deep sympathy uh, to Ashwarya's family um, and, and that their grief must have been heightened uh, with the release of this report this week. Now, <clears throat> the government promised that report within a few weeks uh, of uh, her unfortunate uh, and tragic death, um, but instead it took 25 weeks uh, for that report uh, to be released. And, and before um, the CEO of the hospital had even signed off on the preliminary investigation, we thought, saw three young uh, medical professionals in that hospital thrown under the bus uh, 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 and uh, they had their registrations referred to the, the federal body, APRA, which is responsible for registration of medical practitioners. And, and the, you know, we were really appalled at that at the time, that before the CEO of the hospital had even signed off on an investigation to try and blame these young staff and, and to really uh, try and disguise the failings of the government. A government that has not prepared our hospital system properly uh, just for the normal caseload that it receives and in this case um, the emergency work that comes into the children's hospital. Um, and, and we've got a government that is so arrogant that it cannot even tolerate a question in Parliament. Now our excellent Shadow Health Minister Libby Metham um, simply asking questions in Parliament. Once again, we have the Health Minister making personal insults and abuse rather than answering the proper questions uh, that Libby Metham has been asking. Ashwarya, Ashwarya's parents, I think, put it best when they said the report um, ran away from the core issues, and I think they're right. Um, you know, Minister Cook has attempted to mislead the uh, community in relation to the death by saying that that hospital was properly resourced. And it, what do we see of the outcome? After that death, we see substantial additional resources going to that hospital because the truth is that those staff in that hospital had not been given the best opportunity to deal with those emergency issues because they did not have adequate resources in the hospital. When after the incident, they've substantially increased the resources into that hospital, just proves the lie. Uh, of that statement and and if you look at the state of the rest of the health system that's why uh, we're asking for Minister Cook to resign or for the Premier to do the right thing and to replace uh, Minister Cook with someone who can get on top of that job and the terrible crisis we have in our hospitals. Um, another bill that we've been considering in Parliament this week uh, is the uh, so-called bikey laws that the government Im have implemented to crack down on organised motorcycle gangs. Now, we've made it very clear in Parliament, we support any attempt uh, by the government to disrupt and to, and to minimise the activity of, of bikies. The government have also, uh, in this legislation, introduced, uh, introduced laws that would prevent bikies explaining, uh, displaying their colours or having insignias on them and so on. Now, uh, these are novel laws, but as I say, we support the government's attempt to look at ways to interrupt those gangs. You know, we've seen assassinations 
in, in public places. Um, bikey crime is, is escalating out of control over the last few years, so whatever they do in that regard, we support it. That's a good thing. The thing that concerns us in this legislation is that in the middle of the legislation, they've got uh, clauses in there um, that are going to water down the ability of the police to interrupt consorting amongst paedophiles. So at, at present, if two convicted child sex offenders are talking to each other and consorting, then those, uh, the police person can go up to those two people and say, you cannot consort, and, and this is consorting in person or online or any other way through any other electronic communication. That police person can say, stop this. If you do not stop this behaviour, you will be charged. Uh, the law that's been introduced or the, the changes in this bill are in fact watering that down, uh, 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 that law down, and making it substantially harder for the police um, to go and interrupt that sort of activity. Now, the, it does have the, the the changes do have some uh, stiffer penalties at the end, but you want to disrupt paedophiles before they are forming the idea of committing crime or committing crimes, um, and, and the existing law allows that. This change is going to make it harder for the police. Uh, to intervene in the uh, consorting between convicted child sex offenders. The Attorney-General is twisting and turning every way that he can to try and uh, say that, that this isn't the case, but in fact it's very straightforward. Uh, and we're going, to be, we're going to continue to point that out in the coming weeks. Um, another law that, uh, bill that's come into Parliament this week, and we were debating it at the end of this week, is the Industrial Relations uh, bill. Now, this is a very large bill um, with some substantial industrial relation uh, changes in it. Um, you know, uh, nominally the bill is about uh, enabling Western Australia's laws to come in line with federal laws uh, to prevent modern slavery, and of course we support that. Um, and we think that, uh, you know, there are examples of, of modern slavery and, and, you know, obviously that, that, that is something that should be stamped out. But there are a number of other changes in this law that are really about just strengthening unions' powers in the state of Western Australia. A couple of areas I want to highlight with that. The first is that this law brings uh, potentially union officials and industrial inspectors into households so if it can be regarded that households are conducting business, and we know in this COVID environment that many people are doing more business at home, uh, then union officials can potentially come into your home. Uh, they can come in with audio and video recording equipment, um, and industrial inspectors can do the same. We're really concerned about that. You know, we've asked the government to explain this and explain uh, you know, what are the controls, what are the limits on that, but uh, to date I've been very unsatisfied by their answers. We'll continue the detailed examination of this legislation uh, when Parliament can, uh, recon, uh, reconvenes next week, and that'll be an opportunity to do that. Another area that I think would concern a lot of horticulturalists in the state and a lot of uh, farmers that have seasonal workers, there are changes to the long service leave so that people who are doing casual work are bought into the long service leave uh, provisions. Uh, and the, uh, the CCI, Chamber of Commerce and Industry, have, have raised concerns about this. Now, on their assessment, um, someone, a, a business that had seasonal workers working for, say, six weeks a year, but did that every year on year, um, 
they continue to accrue long service leave entitlements when they're not working. And that, uh, and, and on their numbers, that means that if someone was working six weeks a year over a 10 year period, they'd accrue 8.6 uh, weeks of uh, paid long service leave. Now that would clearly be a major barrier to many businesses. So again, we're going to uh, pursue this with the government and make sure that these laws um, you know, there are parts of the laws we agree with, but those laws that are impacting on small businesses um, and allow people into homes, um, we're certainly going to be challenging those. Um, look, a, another, uh, another um, area I would like to touch on is just to remind you uh, about our Save Country Votes um, website. So savecountryvotes.com. Uh, save country votes being one word. Look, please go to that and keep the pressure up on the state government uh, over their legislation. Effectively, uh, that legislation is is complete and, and those changes will go through. But I think it's really important um, that all of you continue to remind the government uh, that you don't agree with that and don't support it. And we want people to remember this at the next election. I think that's uh, very important that we do that. Um, it, it, is a, it is very important and, and, and just remember that uh, you know, the Labor Party effectively, uh, the Labor MLCs did nothing whatsoever to oppose that legislation. Um, they didn't stand up for the people that voted for them and uh, you, know, you need to make sure when it comes to the next election uh, that you don't support them because they have abandoned uh, people in regional Western Australia, and they're going to try and spin this in all sorts of ways. They've abandoned country voters um, with this change to the voting system for the upper house, and uh, that is something that it's going to have a negative impact uh, on regional Western Australia for the foreseeable future. Um, another issue that's uh, really just um, come up, I have spoken before about the uh, the, the, the inconsistencies and the cruelty of some of the border restrictions. Now, the, the Premier's uh, announced his so-called roadmap, and I did talk about that previously in terms of really a roadmap to nowhere. But, but one of the things that's concerned us for this, the whole duration is just the, the haphazard nature of how the entry permits are, are applied and the cruelty uh, that we see against people, which we just can't understand. I mean, we're not, have never said just open the borders, but we've said there has to be compassion, there has to be fairness. We've got a situation at the moment, uh, we've had football teams come in with all their supports. We've got a situation now, we're told cricket teams are going to come in with shortened duration for quarantining and before they'll be able to go out into the community and the like. And yet you have families, and I'll, I'll read this, this is a uh, this is a, uh, just a, a message we received in the office today. Uh, the message reads, We have two sons on the East Coast, one in Sydney whose wife has just had their second baby girl seven weeks ago, whom we haven't seen yet, with the other daughter just 23 months old. Our daughter-in-law has just been diagnosed with grade 3 triple negative breast cancer, aggressive and fast-growing. Our son's job involves taking... Uh, talking to clients in Europe at midnight and when he gets up to feed the baby at 3am so his wife can rest after chemo chemotherapy and the like. Their son uh, says uh, that if we dare travel to Sydney to give them support, we would have to go to either Queensland or South Australia to quarantine for two weeks before returning to Western Australia. And I, I think that illustrates the cruelty 
um, of the border closures. And as I've said many, many times, um, we don't uh, believe there needs to be open slather. We understand that this needs to be done safely and cautiously. But when you have families in that situation, there has to be some compassion. There has to be some reasonable approach to it. And, and I think that story illustrates um, we have a, a system of border controls which is more about politics and less about sensible compassion and caring for Western Australians. Look, thanks very much uh, for listening to this podcast. Um, uh, please remember you can subscribe uh, to this podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify um, or uh, of your, your podcast provider of choice. Um, but also uh, the video, video is available on Facebook uh, at, at, at uh, Dr. David Honey, one word. Um, look, please, uh, uh, please uh, share it with your friends and let others know about it. Um, but also, please continue to provide feedback. We really value that, um, and that helps us make sure that we make changes we need to, need to make. Thank you very much.